This is Michelle Gibbs. My husband and I have been married for 15 years and we have five wonderful children. My oldest is 14 and the youngest is not quite a year old and we live in Idaho. I love studying the scriptures and creating this podcast every week really helps me to dig deep into the scriptures and ponder and receive my own personal revelations. Join me as I share some of the thoughts that I have when I study using the Come Follow Me program by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This week we've been studying Mosiah chapters 4 through 6 and really King Benjamin has been giving a little bit more counsel to his people and we get to read about their conversion and their desire to repent and to keep the commandments and it's kind of a neat conversion story because the entire people are converted I think it says that everyone except for the little children are converted and make covenants and that's kind of a neat story in chapter 4 verse 3 it talks about this conversion that the people are experiencing and it says in verse 3 and after they had spoken these words the Spirit of the Lord came upon them and they were filled with joy having received a remission of their sins and having peace of conscience and that made me think how did they know that the atonement had worked in their lives because they had just repented and said we want to be better we want to be forgiven and how, how do they know they are forgiven and it's right there in verse 3 they knew because they were filled with joy and they had peace of conscience and it kind of made me think of an experience we had in the last week with or I guess two weeks ago with my daughter who's almost seven Sophia we went on a hike we've been going on a hike every week it's one of the goals that I've had for myself and now that my children are home with me they're going with me on these hikes and sometimes my husband gets to come too but we went on a hike just me and the children and then we brought our dogs and when we came home and we bathed up the dogs and the kids and lo and behold my daughter Sophia had a tick in her leg and this was the first time that I've had any experience with ticks at all in my life and so it was a new thing for me my 14 year old son helped me with the things that he's learned in scouts about how to get rid of ticks by like getting something hot and putting it on them so they'll come out, putting rubbing alcohol on them. We called my husband at work and he gave us some suggestions and nothing was working. This tick did not want to come out. And we actually ended up, I was inspired to call somebody in the ward who had a device that we borrowed that was some kind of a, I don't know what it's called, but you put it around the tick and it pulls the tick right out and it worked great and everything is fine and she's fine. Done. But the next time I was at the store, I picked up some tick spray because I knew that my daughter wouldn't want to go hiking again without some kind of bug spray. And so the next time we went out, my husband came with us and we went to the same place. Since it's still too early to have a lot of the hikes open because of snow, 
And so before we started hiking, we got out the bug spray and we sprayed everybody with bug spray. And we started on our hike. And I said to my husband, how are we even gonna know if this stuff works? And he said, well, if we get a bug, we know it didn't work if we, if we have a tick bite. And I thought that was really funny. But somehow I was thinking about this bug spray in relationship to the verses I was reading about how the atonement works. Because you can ask yourself, how do I know if the atonement worked in my life? I've prayed for forgiveness, but how do I know? And it's the same in some ways with the bug spray. We know it works because the bugs stay away from us. If the bugs aren't staying away from us, then we know it doesn't work. But as long as we have that peace and bug-free time, then we know that the bug spray is working. And the same with the atonement. When we feel peace in our lives and we're filled with joy, then we know the atonement is working. Chapter 4 in Mosiah talks a lot about imparting of our substance to those in need without judgment. Since we don't know the circumstances of other people, it's really important not to judge. And as I was reading this, it reminded me of something that happened to me many years ago. When we moved to Idaho Falls, we I would go shopping and sometimes I would see people standing on the corners right by shopping places and they would be they would have signs and they would be asking for donations and one time I saw a man and it was cold it was winter and he was standing on the corner and he was shivering and he didn't have any gloves and I just felt so bad for him I went into the store I made some purchase I made my purchases and then I also bought a pair of gloves because I didn't really want to give him money. I didn't know where it would go, but I thought, he's so cold. I'm going to get him some gloves, and I'm going to get him some hot cocoa. So after I picked up the gloves and the things I needed, I went to one of those little shacks that are in parking lots sometimes, and they sell hot cocoa, and I bought a cup of hot cocoa. And it's good stuff, but I hardly ever buy it because I just don't splurge on that kind of thing very often. But I did for this man because I felt so bad. And so... Then I made sure we went out of the parking lot the way he was, and I and we stopped, and I gave him the gloves, and I gave him the hot cocoa, and I said, "Stay warm. It's so cold." And drove off. But as I started to drive away, because I stopped for him, I missed the green light, and so I was stuck at the stoplight for another round. And while I was there, I saw that the man took the gloves and the cocoa I gave him and he stashed them and hid them somewhere so that no one else could see them. And then he went back to his corner and started shaking and shivering like he was freezing again. And I was so upset (laughs) because I paid money for those things and I wanted to help him. And it really, really irritated me. And for years after that, Anytime I'd see someone on the side of the road and the kids would say, Oh, Mom, he's cold. He's hungry. I would say, They're not really. They're just trying to make us feel bad. And I just had this really negative attitude towards all the people that I saw asking for things on the side of the road. I felt like they were probably all just like the one that I had tried to help. I was was judging them based on the one experience I had had. But over time, I've learned, and through reading verses like, the ones that are in chapter four, I learned that that's not for me to decide. And so I've worked on that and I don't have those ill feelings toward 
people like that anymore, towards those who are asking for things on the corners. I I don't at all, and I'm thankful that my heart has changed a little bit for that. I don't help them directly, because I did get burned on that one time and I learned my lesson, but I do try to be generous in my donations to the church and also to the local food banks. And so when I see people on the side of the road, I it reminds me to be generous in those other things, ways that I really can help so that people who are really in need have the stuff that they need. And I'm thankful that I'm not the one who has to judge who is really in need or not. Chapter 5 talks a lot about taking upon us the name of Christ. And this seems so important right now because President Nelson has been asking us to make changes to the way that we speak about the church and to call it in the name of Jesus Christ. And in the conference that we just had a couple of weeks ago, he, President Nelson said, when we, re when we remove the Lord's name from the name of his church, we inadvertently remove him as the central focus of our worship and our lives. And that really hit me when he said that. Then he goes on to say, if we would do our best to restore the correct name of the Lord's church, he would pour down his power and blessings upon the heads of the Latter-day Saints, the likes of which we have never seen. I always love it when the prophet gives us promises. It means it's definitely worth keeping that commandment. They all are worth it, but especially when they come with a promise like that. Now, the prophet, of course, brought this up. Not This wasn't the first time that he's mentioned this. He talked about it last year as well. And in the past six or seven months, I've had people that I'm close to, I've noticed that some have been casual in their response to the prophet teaching this. And times when I've tried to call the church by the name that we've been asked to call, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I have found that some people have been amused by that because it is a long name. And I think sometimes those people feel like it is just easier and simpler to call it by a shorter name. And it's not as big of a deal, but I know that the prophet has asked us to do this for a good reason. I'm thankful that I have a testimony of the prophet that it can help me that way. When uh, he speaks, I know that he's speaking for God and it makes it a little bit easier to obey when I know that. There's a couple of other things I really liked in the reading this week. One is in Mosiah chapter 4 and it's verse 14 where he's talking about taking care of your children. And this is King Benjamin talking to the people. And he says, And ye will not suffer your children that they go hungry or naked, Neither will ye suffer that they transgress the laws of God and fight and quarrel one with another. And I've always liked that because it reminds me to take care of my children and to teach them the commandments and also to teach them to get along and love each other and not fight. But when you put verse 14 in context with the rest of the chapter, particularly verse 11, it also tells us how to be a better parent. In verse 11, it says, by always remembering him and humbling ourselves before him and having faith in him. And it says, when we do these things, then we won't suffer our children to go hungry or naked or transgress the laws of God. And so that's a blessing, that correct parenting. It's a blessing that comes from remembering him and humbling ourselves and having faith. And so it's not just guidelines and instructions for how to parent, but it's a blessing as well.
Mosiah chapter 6 verse 7 says, And King Mosiah did cause his people that they should till the earth, and he also himself did till the earth, that thereby he might not become burdensome to his people, that he might do according to that which his father had done in all things. And there was no contention among all his people for the space of three years. And I love this about Mosiah and also about his father. They were self-reliant. And that is such a big thing for us to be able to take care of ourselves and do what we can to be prepared for things that will happen in the future. And so I can really relate to Mosiah in that way. I like to be that way. My husband and I tend to be almost extreme in that way, that we do things for ourselves. We don't like to ask for help. We like to be independent. We like to take care of ourselves so that we're not burdening ourselves on other people. And I think there's all kinds of of examples of that and also the other end where you have people who want help with everything and everybody in the middle. I think there's just kind of varying degrees of this for sure. And we just happen to be on the end where we don't like to ask for help. But I find that when I do it myself, I am happy and content and pleased with the work that I've done. I find accomplishment in that. And I think probably Mosiah did too. And he also didn't want to be a burden to his people, which is what it says in verse 7. And there are times in our lives when we can't do it. We have to have help. And it's a wonderful blessing that we have the church and good neighbors and friends and family who can help us in those times. And it's also important that we do whatever we can the rest of the time so we aren't a burden unnecessarily. I thought it was interesting that at the end of that verse, it talks about how there was no contention among the people of Mosiah. And I kind of put that in with being self-reliant because when we take care of ourselves and we don't put unnecessary burdens on others, we get along better. At least I find that true of myself. And in fact, one time I had a neighbor who told me, well, you never ask for help. And I said, well, I make it, I'm a better neighbor that way. If I was always asking you for help, I wouldn't be a very good neighbor. <laughs> and so I think that if we can remember to do what we can and then not feel bad when we have to ask for help because we do have limits, everybody does. And it's important not to judge other people when they ask for help because we don't know their circumstances. And that actually goes along with what they were talking about in, or what King Benjamin was talking about in chapter four about how it's important that we help others and that we don't judge them because we don't know their circumstances. So it kind of comes full circle there in chapter 6 verse 7 when it talks about not having contention but I think a big part of that is not judging other people it's been another great week for us we are really getting into a good routine scripture study is still a struggle for me but tonight we just sat down everybody after dinner and had a scripture study session where everybody just studied their own scriptures just on their own and that was a good thing. I think we're gonna to have to implement that frequently so we can make sure we're getting that in often. Next week we are going to be studying Mosiah chapters 7 through 10. Have a great week.